Today's scripture is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35, which can be found on page 59 of the Red Pew Bibles. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested in him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would be he would not see death before he would see the Lord Messiah's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to the word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and raising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and the sword will pierce your own souls too. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, may this time of message and may this time of word and song and celebration be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas day, even in the midst of ice storms and power outages and all that we went through. I hope you were able to have a wonderful celebration. In our home, we had no power, and so after worship on Sunday night, we moved everything out. I was supposed to have a Christmas party at my house for college friends Monday night. Forty people or so were supposed to be there. We just moved it to someone else's house, so we packed everything up really fast in the dark, and I tried to wrap as many presents as I could, and we loaded it all up and went to my parents' house, and uh, we found that it was very nice to be warm. <clears throat> <laughs> we came back on Christmas Eve to, uh, of course, go to worship, but also to go to our house, find the tornado that we had left, and any presents that were left on our doorstep, those last-minute things that I ordered at the last minute, thanks to the Amprams for collecting them for us. <laughs> oh, Christmas Day was great. We spent it with my family. My brother and his family were there. My parents were there. We had a wonderful time. My brother and sister-in-law gave the kids tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters, so they're doing that this afternoon. And my parents spent time, they, they spent all fall making presents. My mom made Ben a quilt, a beautiful quilt for his bed. And my dad every year makes um, wooden uh, trucks for his grandsons. And so, my, so Ben got his bulldozer this year. And for the past several years, um, I've been getting different things. This year I got a camel and a donkey. See, I, my parents have been giving me parts of a nativity set for probably eight years or so now, and this year it was the camel and the donkey, and so we got to add those to the nativity set when we got home. We had a great dinner, 
and then the family watched Christmas Vacation, and on Thursday morning we left, and we came home, and we came home to find the tornado that had been left at our house when we moved, and we were exhausted, and Christmas was over, right? That was it. But the thing is, even though I felt let down, it's not over. The time for gift-giving might be over, or is it? We seem to have it all wrong. In the midst of our Advent waiting, we begin the celebration of Christmas when according to our Christmas tradition, as Pastor Rick said on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day is just the beginning of Christmas. Under each of our trees were gifts unseen, gifts that continue to be gifted to us all year long. They're the most valuable and wonderful presents that we can receive. While it may feel like Christmas is over, it actually continues for 12 days until we celebrate the Epiphany, the coming of the wise men. The 12 days are Christmas are actually the 12 days after Christmas, not before. So it's still Christmas. Merry Christmas! So today, we're going to do something a little different. As I said, the cat's away, so the mice are going to play. We're going to do things my way. We're going to open some gifts, and we're going to light some candles, and we're going to sing some Christmas carols, and we're going to remember that it is still Christmas. Christmas itself is both a time for, uh, is both a gift and a time for giving. The world gives because it first received a gift. God began this business of gift-giving by presenting the world with the most precious gift of all, Jesus Christ. But with this one great gift, God also bestowed upon the world other gifts. These are for anyone who reaches out to claim them through Jesus Christ. So today, we have gifts around our Advent wreath to open and remember how God gives us. And because it's Christmas, I don't think it should be, I should be the one who opens the presents. And so, Michelle is going to help me, and we are going to look for volunteers. So, is there a volunteer to open the first present? All right, Jack. We got Jack up here. Jack, are you, there's something in there that you got to read. You bring it over to him. Or, or, no, let him come up, then everyone can see. All right. So, yeah, just open it up, Jack. promise it's not closed from justice. <laughs> Keep opening. <laughs> what is it? Can you turn and show everyone? It says hope. It says hope. Will you read what's on the back of it? Surprise. We'll try the yellow one. God gave the gift to hope, Romans 9, 24, verse 25. Says for the says for in hope we're we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? 
But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Thank you, Jack. All right, so our first gift is hope. You can go sit back down. Thank you, hon. There's nothing so deadening as the loss of hope. Of course, we can't see the future. Hope that is seen isn't hope. Hope that is sure knowledge that even as the storms rage, our God is the God of the rainbow. Hope is the assurance that even though we do walk through the valley of death, God walks with us. Hope is the conviction that when the load is too heavy to endure, we can cast our burdens on Jesus Christ. God's gift of hope is real. It's not an intangible illusion, but it's solid and secure. It's closely related to the gift of faith because God is the author of both. And so this Christmas season, I wonder, think for yourselves, how are you experiencing the gift of hope? And how does the Christ child help you to have hope in all times? And now will you turn in your hymnals to number 230. We're going to sing the first verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem. So we light the candle of hope. And now we need another volunteer. All right, Tyler, right there. Oh, we've got one. You're the, the third gift back there, okay? It says faith. God gave the gift of faith. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that words were, that were, all worlds were prepared by the word of God. So, what is seen was made from the things that are not visible. Thank you, Tyler. The gift of faith that God gives is not a flimsy, fluttering faith that dissolves with the slightest blow, 
For there is granite greatness in it and mountain firmness and power, and it is sufficient to sufficient amount to last from one year to the next for every day in between our one Christmas and another this faith is practical you like Mary will find that it helps in crowded corners and in tightened emergency hours when you're when your own are in danger this faith will support you when storms assail it'll work miracles which with you being close to birth and life and love and you will see it and you will believe in God as Mary believed. You who, like Joseph, must meet the world each day through your work will find this faith is good. There will be days when computers crash and people let you down, but somehow patience and ingenuity will prevail, and you will say, I can through my faith in God. Sometimes, of course, faith will have more than everyday reliable plainness, It will have that Bethlehem quality, the glory of the meadows of heaven and the celestial rapture of the heavenly host. On Christmas, we receive this gift. And so how do you experience the gift of faith? We light the candle of faith. Will you turn into your hymnals to number 234, And let's sing verses 1 and 4 of O Come All Ye Faithful. We have a third package. Come on up. Griffin, thank you very much. All right, Griffin. 
joy. God gave the gift of joy. Uh, Isaiah 55, 12 says, For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all these trees of the field shall clap their hands. Thank you, Griffin. The gift of joy shimmers under its plain wrappings, for this is the gift of joy. We can't call it happiness. That's too superficial of a word for this gift. This is the joy that bubbles up from the depths of our being when Christ lives within. It's the inner gladness we can feel in the midst of tears. It's God's own joy. Jesus said that his joy would be in us and our joy would be complete. That joy comes from Jesus Christ and will last long after the Christmas decorations are packed away. Think for a moment, when in your life have you experienced real joy? For me, real joy makes me laugh and cry all at once. I get this almost agitated feeling that just wants to burst out from me. Last year on Christmas Eve, I shared a story about how Every year, my family, it is our tradition to ring bells on Christmas morning. And when I was a little kid, before I could open any presents on Christmas morning, my brother and I had to ring bells outside each of the doors, the front door and the back door of our house, to announce that Jesus was born. And this, of course, for me, especially as a teenager, was really painful. <laughs> I was sure that, you know, the neighborhood who already shunned us Christians was going to hate us even more at 7 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day as we were ringing the bells. But do you know what? I make my kids do it now. <laughs> because it's about the joy. It's about announcing it. And right now they're still at the point where they love doing it and they love announcing it. And I was really glad when they were born when I was, you know, in my late 20s so that I didn't have to ring them anymore. But... It's very, it's that joy of what this is really about. It's about the gift of Jesus Christ who brings us joy, real joy. Announcing the birth of Christ gives one great joy and helps us to focus on the gifts of Christmas while we open our Christmas gifts. So how has the Christ child given you joy? And we'll sing Joy to the World, number 246. We'll sing the first and the third verses.
Do we have another volunteer? Because then I'm going to call on someone. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jody. God gave the gift of peace. In Ephesians 2.14, we read, For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one, and he has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. And in Philippians 4.7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jody. Sometimes it's hard to remember that another gift of God that God gives us through Jesus is peace. With so much uncertainty and unrest in the Middle East and when we hear of unspeakable acts of violence in schools and when we sometimes question the future as we watch and hear the news, how can we believe in God's peace? God doesn't give like the world gives. God's peace is different. It's past understanding. It's like a sentinel keeping guard over our minds. It's an inner spirit that enables us to feel calm at the core of our being while all around us is turmoil and disaster. We can have this kind of peace when we turn to God in faith. It's one of the greatest gifts because it's essential to our health and as well as to our faith. So how do you receive the gift of peace this Christmas? We light the candle of peace. And let's turn in our hymnals to number 239, Silent Night, and sing verse 1. there one last volunteer. All right, Carter Slenick, will you come up here and read? Thank you. You had a feeling. <laughs> 
It's love. In John chapter 4, it says, God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that he might live through him. Beloved, since God loves us so much, we also ought to love one another. 1 John 4, 8, 9-11. Thank you, Carter. Over and over again throughout Advent and Christmas and on Christmas Eve, you have heard us quote scripture that Jesus' name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is the ultimate gift of love. God chose to become human and live and dwell among us so that we would know that God loves us and is with us. And because God loves us, we are commanded to love one another. But I'm not so sure that we need that commandment. I think that we love one another because we know what it is to be loved by a God who came to earth to show us a new way. Our love for others is a natural expression of God's love for us. We are loved by a God whose name means that we are not alone. For God is with us. And there is nothing that can separate us from that love. It is our birthright. And so we love one another. And we light the Christ candle, which is love. Let's turn in our hymnals to number 242 and sing all three verses of Love Came Down at Christmas. <laughs> 